welcome to the Thousand Word Midlife Crisis. I'm David Young. Episode 7, Going Viral. You would think as an asocial writer, or as we're more commonly known, writers, that I'd be thriving during lockdown. But I'm going to step out of the shadows to make the bold statement that I am not happy with this pandemic. I know what I said. I do not take it back. Back when the lockdown started, we were told it would be 18 months before a vaccine was ready, which meant, let me see, I'll do some pressure math here. It would be at least 18 months before we would have a vaccine. Being the guy who watches airplane disaster and serial killer shows for fun, I'd also read lots about the Spanish flu epidemic, so I knew that things did not change back to the way they were overnight. But that didn't mean everyone else did. So those in charge figured we would riot if we were told this would last a year and a half. Apparently we would riot for less than that. So they strung us along, a month at a time. But that meant that each month we were stuck at home, not going to movies, not getting our hair cut, not eating out. We ricocheted between optimism and pessimism, and renewed optimism and renewed pessimism. Like a peloton owned by the Sex Pistols, it was a vicious cycle. Not to belittle the horrible effects and loss created by COVID-19, but I think the pandemic has been a large social experiment about deciding what is important to us and showing us the answer is very little. It's like the Earth cold called us and asked, how satisfied are you with your current life? In general, most of us hung up on that call, but the Earth has caller ID and wouldn't take go away for an answer. So we've had to learn we can do without things like Daily hygiene, car insurance, measured time. I honestly need to give it some thought when somebody asks me what day it is. Not the date, which I can't tell you without an electronic device, but the day. For me, every day is Monday Friday. It's hard to figure it out because today kisses a lot like yesterday and even more like tomorrow. Somewhere in there, we eat and sleep. But the only true way of marking time is by counting the series we finished watching on Netflix. Bridgerton. Arrested Development, Vikings. That's eh, about four days, right? And while this brings a monotonous sameness to my life, it also brings confusion. For example, the halftime artist at the Super Bowl was The Weeknd, a name that has absolutely no meaning to me now. And it seemed misspelled, too. And that's another thing. Sports. The raging liberal in me is 100% against risking the health of athletes, workers, and fans just to give us our bread and circuses. But apparently, I'm also a big fan of the circuses and followed the baseball and football seasons like watching them was a prerequisite to getting a vaccination. But truly, the thing I really miss is travel. I don't so much miss the airplane part. I'm currently watching a lot of airplane disaster shows. But I loved being somewhere else. And honestly, I think my family shared the same opinion of me. And even though the world has stopped spinning, I'm still the same delusional procrastinator as before. Basically, the universe has called me out on all my whining that if I just had more time, I would, oh, I don't know, clean the garage, learn French, hit the gym. But sadly, je suis toujours pas so, et le garage est um, mess. But while the pandemic taketh away, it also giveth me things to do. Grabbing a mask before going out, washing my hands every second, and going to get a COVID test. Yay! These are so much more fun than living my life. For instance, my son and I recently did a drive through test at the local fairgrounds, whose parking lot must be a testing ground for military ordnance. 
I mean, this thing had potholes the size of the Sea of Tranquility. So my son had the job of avoiding them, which is almost what he did. By the time we got to the little drive through tent, at least three of my fillings had loosened. My son then pulled up, rolled down his window, and got tested. As simple as that. We then had to move forward to a second tent for me to be tested on the passenger side. As I looked at the technicians, I realized they had to stand the whole time, and since it had started raining, were also getting spritzed for their troubles. So I decided I would say thank you at the end of my test. A thank you for your service moment that would at least make me feel good. And that's what it's all about. We pulled up, I rolled down my window and confirmed my name, and the next thing I knew, a very determined woman was rolling a stick around the circumference of my left nostril, like her parents were coming to stay in my nose, and it needed to be spotless so they wouldn't complain that she was such a slob. Eh, yeah, but you know they would anyway. And then because she had enjoyed it so much, she did the right one as well. At some point, she hit whatever button in my nose released tears, and they started to flow. In general, I'm not a crier, so I had a lot of pent-up tears that had been counting the days until they could be released. Undeterred, when she was done, I started my prepared speech, while crying like it was the end of Marley and me. Thank you so much for all you do. Okay, that didn't sound like what I meant to say, so I repeated it, but this time in a less understandable way. <laughs> the woman, thinking I was having a pandemic-sized mental breakdown, replied, Oh, that's okay, dear. It will all be fine. As I collected myself to explain what had happened, my son quickly drove away. Days later, our county health department told us our tests were negative, and I was pretty sure they were going to give me contact information for depression counseling, even though the opposite was actually true. Seeing my son's twisted sense of humor up close was like a dove carrying an olive branch, a sign that he was sure one day things would go back to normal. And so therefore, I am too. I just hope we will all have learned from this experience. Je suis en parapluie vert. So until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, if youth is wasted on the young, then knowledge is wasted on the old. Yours in crisis, Dave. This is a thousand word midlife crisis, written and narrated by David Young. Special thanks to graphic designer Sabrina Young for the logo, and musician Daniel Vesey for the music. This has been a Carson Clay production.